Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club with stand-up comic, sketch artist, improv, improver, I don't know what the... <laughs> no, improver, that was definitely the improver. right terminology. <laughs> good, nailed it. And podcaster and good friend, Jeremy Pinsley. Jeremy. Oh, thank you for so having me. So good to see you. Oh, this is great, Joe. Always a pleasure to be here at Fairfield, and more importantly... Always a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, my God. Are we going to make out tonight? I hope so. <laughs> You're playing your cards right. That's for <laughs> sure. Ah, well, I, I always, I don't know. I, you know, I used to see you so often. I feel like when we first started, I, you were the guy I would see the most. I see you probably a couple times a week. And now that uh, I'm out here in uh, boring old suburbia, it's mm-hmm. fewer and far between. But it's always a delight to, to see and, and catch up. Yeah, I would say we see each other just enough. It, <laughs> You're like, no, this is the better. <laughs> I haven't amount. been happier. The first four years of comedy were horrible. <laughs> well, I was um, fairly abusive to you. <laughs> maybe, maybe to some degree. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you just brought me up on stage by saying that I'm like your good friend, and then I just sold you out. I was like, I don't even know that guy. Yeah, uh, you, you, he did just do that on the show, and uh, maybe I was uh, there was a little hyperbole there, but <laughs> oh, there was. Yes, I was just teasing. I thought they could tell. <laughs> For sure, that we're besties. No, but I, I will, and I always appreciate that time that we had growing up, and like you know, doing the karma shows, and we oh, had yeah. that show together, the New York. Like we kind of got. Yeah, we had some wild stuff. You had the Great Brother Jimmy show for yeah, so long. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing because it was the best show I could get booked on. <laughs> um, it was a good show. Yeah, I mean, that was a good show. That was all. Uh, all that stuff was so much fun. I'm like so grateful for all that now. You yeah, know? yeah, me too. And now the, the present just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is just amazing how like time passes and like you're like the early years and then like you're still facing like every there's still a new challenge that keeps coming up. Like no matter what you've accomplished or you've done or things that you used to be proud of. And it's just like, all right, well, what's next? And how do you yeah. get this? And what do you, you always have to have something? Yeah, you gotta exactly. have something to like aim for and like strive towards. So what are what are you striving towards right now? Ooh, I'm striving for a lot. And I and I noticed sometimes I strive for too much. I try to like do everything because I'm like, I like I just want to get to the end for some reason. But it's you know, you gotta be patient. Um and so I literally I had a bunch of headlining work booked on the road and I canceled it because I kinda came to this conclusion that I wanted to like focus more on some other areas of comedy because I love stand up. It is my number one thing. It's what I will do for the rest of my life. But I'm also aware that I want to eventually have a half-hour comedy show, and I want to potentially write for a sketch show and all that. So I've really been focused on like building some of the skills outside of stand-up. And so, like I, like you said, I started doing improv at UCB again. I start I did that a long time ago, but I'm back into it, and I'm writing sketches and trying to get on a sketch team over there, and uh, might even work on some characters for a character showcase. So. Just really kind of focusing on like the writing and the other aspects of comedy because I'm aware that I want it to have that be a part of what I do. And until I put the time into it, it's not going to grow. Yeah. Well, let me ask with the improv, like what are because I know, you know, improv is one of the things that we talked about that you're not particularly interested in pursuing as an art form. But obviously there's skills and, and things. So can you talk maybe to like how that's like helped you like what skills have you developed doing the yeah, improv and how um, is that like interplayed with like the sketch does it does it play more into the it, sketch it definitely stuff? plays more into sketch and just understanding game because like ucb is all about finding game which game is really about like the funny thing that's and game recognizes game right game that right that's why we're doing this podcast together joe come okay, on cool. I'm, I'm piecing it together <laughs> yeah so it's all about like, you know, finding the game, finding what's funny, learning how to heighten it, but like, you know, not just being ridiculous, like doing it in a realistic, grounded way. Um, it, it teaches you to kind of be open, to kind of be on your toes, to work as a team and not, 
You know, in stand-up, it's all you. You're joke-heavy. In improv, it's not about the joke. The, like, a dumb joke that doesn't serve the bigger purpose is a waste of time. Yeah. Um, just like same thing in a sketch or in any script. Like, I even hear people all the time, like, don't, in a script or a sketch, if you're writing, don't keep a joke just because the joke is funny. If it doesn't serve the greater purpose, get rid of it. So improv just helps with with all that, like, understanding game, understanding how to work with a team. And I don't know, like, stand-up is so solo. You know, you're you're friends with comics and you have all that, but it's your own thing. With improv and sketch, you're working with a team and you're working with people. And I realize I love, I've always thought I'm like an introverted extrovert, but I like both sides of it. So having that group environment and people to do comedy with, it's it just kind of gets your brain working in a different way. And then yeah, and then there's like more people to steal jokes from, right? More people to steal jokes from. <laughs> Damn it, you're on to me, Joe Garricks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Actually, it's more people to be like, oh, you do stand-up? Can I, can I come follow you around the city? Because like, they want to do it, so they're like, can I? Oh, so you just get like uh, people to bring their like, shows and be your audience for a while? I guess. I don't know. Well, like some people like want to come, come to open mics and stuff, so I'm like, I'll go to an open mic with you. Oh, I don't know. God. So I don't miss that. No. I mean, I still do open mics from time to time, like, but I, use, I do them with a much like without that. Like, I don't do three a night. I'm not like putting tons it's of energy. It's soul deadening. I found. I mean, I, well, I I also think it's something like you should do. I just am lazy. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> but the other thing you were saying, too, because, like, I also am, like, and why I stopped the headlining work is because I'm really focused on, like, um, I auditioned for JFL the first time this year, and I didn't get it, and I want to, whether I get it this year, I, I want to get a step closer. So I've realized, like, the seven minutes out that I have working got me there, but it didn't get me where I want to be. So I kind of, like at the beginning of the summer threw away almost all that stuff and like started from scratch. Oh yeah. Which as you know, is very hard. Cause yeah. you no. go up on stage, like, I don't know, like you're it's like going without a net. Yeah. You're going without a net and you're in like, you just kind of bomb for the first for a while. And so I had to, I had to use open mics. I'm not going to go on some big show and just yeah. fucking use my notes and meander. So I was like, but, uh, but I didn't mind it because I was like, I'm using, I'm doing one a night. I'm not maybe two, but like, I'm just using it for a bigger purpose. So I didn't like, so, as you're doing that, you know, going from like, you know, rebuilding new stuff and, you know, going from like the audition, like obviously you had good stuff, you, you know, you got the audition. What, were, are there particular facets that you're looking to improve on or are there things like generally like, oh, no. I, if I was better at this maybe, or is it just like, oh, I just need different material? It, that's, I felt like my, when I auditioned, I delivered the set that I had planned as well as I could. It was a lot of old jokes. You know, it was kind of like every, the best stuff that I've had over the years. Yeah. And too much of that was like, it was stuff about like growing up in my childhood and um, like my family dynamic. And a lot of it was like, seemed like me talking about me from a long time ago. And I was kind of like, I don't know, you've grown up, you developed, you're 32, you have a, you know, completely different point of view than the stuff you were writing when you first started. So uh, let's let's embrace that I've grown as a person and that I've changed and let's let, and, and I know how to write jokes. I know how to, cra I've headlined on the road. So I know how to craft hours. I know how to craft short sets, but let's take the knowledge I've gained and let's re put that back into it. And now let's come up with something like twice as good, three times as good. So I'm just kind of writing, you know, like really learning to listen to what's going on now, what's important to me now and writing about that. And yeah. I finally am reconnecting with the material and it's, it's coming. I, I think for the first time since I've restarted in the past couple of weeks, I feel like confident with it. You know, obvi yeah. obviously it still has a long way to go, but I feel now I can go to a big stage, a big room and do well with what I've created. Yeah. So I'm, it's exciting. Every day I'm just like excited to work on it. That's great. That's yeah. great. I mean, if you're not enjoying it or having fun, it's like 
why are you doing it? 100%. But at the same time, like, you can see, like, it's, you know, it's a grind and it's tough and there's a lot of things that are, like, difficult about, you know, getting on stage every night or, like, the travel or whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of things that will wear you down and make it not as fun. So I'm glad that you are still uh, enjoying yourself. I appreciate that. And, yeah, I try, I know that so well. John Laster even uh, gave me uh, – was talking to me. He was talking – he was like, oh, yeah, he's in the honeymoon phase. And that it is. Like, your first year of comedy or whatever is like yeah. – it's just like, I'm doing it. This is ex- – <laughs> oh, my God. Like People you're, you're, laughed. You, like, post a – yeah, people laughed. Yeah, the fact that people laughed was, like, <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah. And you, like, post a picture of yourself doing stand-up and you're – like, everything is just so new and cool. And then all of a sudden, it's just waves. You know, you have highs, and then it's like, well, what am I going to do next? What, like, yeah. how do I keep this going? And again, for me, it was that's where the sketch came in and the improv, and like, let's build elsewhere because, you know, just doing the one thing is good. But for me, that, that gave me a renewed excitement. It kind of was like discovering a new facet of comedy, and now it makes me enjoy stand up more, and it makes me just kind of, I feel like a stronger person all around, stronger comedian. Have you, do you feel that you get like the best laughs with stand up now, or do you get it with like sketch or like improv? Like, I've never performed any stuff like that, so I, I don't know. Like, is there well, stand- a different feeling of being on stage or a different reaction oh, that you ab- get? Absolutely. I mean, I, stand up is still like my biggest strength, so I mean, this is where I'm going to be more at home. Uh, improv is like this rush. Also, like, you know, when you're working like in, improv like class teams like you're not on like one of the big teams who's working together all the time which i don't think is a goal of mine but you're working with other people who are it's like kind of playing a playing bass pick up basketball with people who don't really understand basketball so you're having to kind of keep this unit together um not that it's all on you but you know you're definitely playing more of a team role and knowing when to let other people be funny but I remember our class show for the last one. I really felt like it was like my best performance of the whole. We had all these things in class and like I really shined in that moment. It was just like such a good feeling to do something completely different, something very scary uh, and succeed at it because you just were patient and you were in the moment and you didn't think about anything else except like being in the moment. Yeah. So there might be more of a reward from that when you write a sketch that like you realize your sketch writing is coming together and that you can write sketches more seamlessly and you're not having to like take a week to come up with something, you know, you can just yeah. have an idea and build it. Like, so there's yeah, where do you get your sketch ideas? Um, I may like, what can you like take me through? Like what, like where does that come from? It comes from, and this is what you do in improv a lot. Like you do shows based on monologues. So someone says a one word suggestion, three people tell a story and then you pull the funny thing from that story. So, um, you know, you just like, it can be like, you can just go through an old story in your head and be like, Oh, that's re- that's like ridiculous. Like, uh, what was the story I told in one of the improv shows? It was like a story of me like riding a horse, and like I was a little kid and I thought it was gonna be awesome, but this dude just slowly walked me, and then I got off the horse crying because I was like, <laughs> I wanted to ride the horse, like I wanted to like gallop yeah. through yeah. the forest and like not explore. just a lead trot, <laughs> yeah, not just like this lead trot. And it was like so. Then like the scene that we played was like this little kid who like wanted to do way more than like, like that a kid shouldn't be doing. It's like, but I want to do the surgery. It's like, you're seven. So it's like, and, and it can just come from something simple. Yeah. So no, that's you, funny. You know, you just take the, you take a real story. You think like, Oh, that was so you kind of told that story and then someone kind of like riffed on it and, and kind of pulled that, that. Yeah. So out of someone it uh, like I told the story and then someone initiated the scene and then I actually ended up being in the scene that was from that story. So it was kind of, pr- cause I got to play like my, little pouty kid self like that was such a character of mine i pouted all the time so i got to kind of be like 
oh, I don't want to do that. So it was, I just got to be me. It was yeah. great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And so, and then you just write, and then it can come from like, you know, you do commercial parodies. You just see a funny commercial and you're just like, wouldn't, it's just like in a real life in the moment, like, well, wouldn't that be funny? Like, yeah. Like talking with your friends. Do you ever have like an improv thing that goes well and you're like, oh, that should be a sketch? Um, yeah. And I should probably do more improv to build more sketches from it. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I've already like, I feel like there's so much riffing that goes on on stage when you're a stand up that then becomes like a part of your joke. Like, ab- absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're, and that's why I like the improv and the sketch and how they work together. <clears throat> it's because both of those are focused, like stand up is focused on jokes. Those are focused on game. So you're finding a game and improv. Like maybe I can take that improv scene that we made funny in the moment, but now I can actually put thought into it and heighten it in a way that's even funnier than the way we kind of like. Yeah. Although that's a challenge too, because I think with improv you get like somewhat of a lower like threshold for funny. Uh, the same way you do with like stand up when you're like off the cuff or like in crowd work, like it doesn't have to be as good of a joke as your polished exactly. joke. Yeah. Because yeah. People yeah. are like, Oh, this is new and it's happening for the first time here. And kind of allow they give you, they give you a lean and that's so what in a way like it's, you know, you'll have to like really, you know, tweak it. Cause if you just do it again, it's just going to be this like plastic fake version of, whatever was funny once in a moment you know exactly and it's two different trains of thought one is like can i be in the moment can i be a team player and can we create something funny together and the other is like how do i use my comedy brain to to think of situations and brainstorm and trial and error and just like and i think the key and a lot of people like are afraid of writing or all that and it's like just throw up a first draft like there's too much like perfectionism that can go in writing of like wanting it to be perfect just like take the idea kind of have like a guide, like a slight outline of like your beats, like where it might go. And then just start writing it because you're going to write it and then you're going to rewrite it and you're going to rewrite it again. And the third version will be nothing like the first. So, Oh my God. When you described that, I was like, Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, and then you rewrite it and rewrite yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, count me out. <laughs> I'm like, I'll write while I'm on stage. And no other time. I don't know. I've always found that about me. I love writing. I don't know. Like I was on a date with a girl and she was talking about how boring it would be to write a book. And I was like, Oh, I would love writing a book. <laughs> and then it ended. So we didn't, that, that didn't work out. No, so you didn't write a book with her. <laughs> I didn't write a book with her. I might write a book about her. I don't know. Oh, really? Lost relationships. No, I met her on Israel and then it just it was a weird situation but so who are you dating these days um this is not pertinent to the theme no of the podcast, no but, but it I'm is curious. this is what i'm talking about on stage a lot because <laughs> i am at that point where i'm kind of not done with one night stands but they're not important to me like i'm trying to to find somebody uh so i met that one girl in israel but she was moving to paris so that was kind of like lost and then i met this other girl on a dating app and uh which i kind of don't like because i meet so many people in real life and i'm a friendly person so i don't feel like I need it, but uh, she seems cool. This will be our. Th- I th- might meet up with her. I think I'm gonna meet up with her tomorrow, so that'll be our third date. Nice. And uh, I don't know. I'm not putting any expectations in it or anything, but I'm just go have fun. I'm just having fun. Yeah. I, you know, that was my New Year's resolution this year was letting it go, letting everything go, and just having fun with comedy, having fun with life. I went to Birthright. Um, I'm doing. I'm having fun with stand up. I'm having fun with improv. I'm having fun with sketch. I'm just. Oh, that's good. We were all worried that you hadn't been having enough fun. <laughs> Every, like, I know. Oh, that's poor Jeremy Pinsley. <laughs> he just doesn't. He's have just enough. not having enough fun. He's just always just drunk and doing comedy <laughs> in New York City. This poor son of a bitch. Well, we're, we're I, all I happy know. to well, hear th- that. I'm glad everyone's happy. I'm having fun. Just <laughs> finally, it's, everyone can have fun. Just don't let the pressure of life get to you. It doesn't have to be just for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Some wise words. Yes. Well, Jeremy, uh, thank you so much for being here. It is always a pleasure to see you. 
Um, where else? I mean, people are already, already going to miss you tonight because by the time this goes out, you know, that ship will sail, but we'll, we'll have you back at Fairfield. Mm-hmm. But where else can uh, people find you? Where should they be looking for you? Um, go to my website. I put all of my dates. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff at uh, the Grizzly Pair, at New York Comedy Club, some stand-up New York stuff, uh, the Village Lantern. I'll be getting on the road again starting next year. So go to www.jeremypinsley.com. There's no E in Pinsley, just P-I-N-S-L-Y. Uh, you I mean, can purposely spell it wrong on our podcast. Please website. do. Everybody spells it. It's never been spelled right <laughs> once in the history of time. Uh, so go to my website, uh, Twitter, Instagram at Jer Bear Pinsley. And uh, you can also check out my podcast, The Young and the Weary. I do it with an 89-year-old woman. We talk about life. We talk about comedy. And, of course, my dating life. So there it know, is. It's a lot of fun. So plenty of opportunities to hear more about Pinsley's dating life. And, <laughs> and we'll, we'll certainly have you back for updates. Yeah, I'll be back. Can't wait. Love you guys. <laughs> Live <Thanks>. your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the wise words and inspiration. Jeremy Pinsley, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And of course, to Vans who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.